Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Right, we're back. We're back. This is the second take of an introduction. I'm going to give you some real fourth wall breaking experience here. Um, I got lost, guys. I feel like I'm a professional, but Amy can attest right now that I got slightly lost in my introduction. So um, how are you feeling? Are you feeling confident about this second take, Ames? I am. I am. We've got a really exciting episode up. So um, yeah, I think we've got loads that we can say about it. Awesome. And I promise I won't get lost, guys. So again, welcome. It's Fab again and Amy. And as I was mentioning, we're going to be introducing an episode that Amy rightfully said is very exciting. Uh, we're going to bring you a slightly different perspective today. We're going to be talking to coaches that help fitness coaches and fitness pros, um, especially moving from offline to online. And I think this is something that so many brands and so many of us have done for reasons. And actually, Ames, I'm going to ask you a question before we talk a bit more about Chris and Eric. Um, is there anything that you actually love or that you appreciate more now that you've been able to slightly adapt the way that obviously not just we work, but the way that you also work and even just working from home more and having more of that type of routine. Is that something that you're kind of appreciating about that? Yeah, definitely. I'm very big advocate for working from home. I find I work so much better. Um, and speaking to friends who have had to make that transition recently, they are also finding the same. They're saving one, two hours by not having to commute. Um, you can just wear comfy clothes. Um, you can just get tea on tap. Um, I think it's definitely something you have to have the right mindset for it though. And I think you have to be um, either passionate about what you're doing or quite kind of strict with yourself and have some ground rules for working from home. And I agree. I agree. That's that's a massive element for it. And what we talk about today with our lovely guest, uh, Chris and Eric, again, is not just that, but also how can we create that relationship, especially with clients and people that we want to help when obviously being at a longer distance and not being able to necessarily, you know, wanting to open up to a wider audience by taking things online. And I think that's another important element to remember. Relationships will shift. Um, mm -hmm. you will have to be as you say be 
learn different things about the way that you organize yourself and your day and your work. And that's going to be a big part of today, but also talking about their personal story and their way of leadership as well. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you as well, Ames. Is there anything that you find has really helped you when it comes to getting help or getting support when you're feeling you're stuck? Because that's part of leadership is being able to ask for help. Yeah, definitely. I think practicing just asking for help, literally asking for help, because it's not easy. And a lot of us really struggle. You feel like you're failing. You feel like you're not good enough if you have to reach out. So I think just doing it more and more, whether that's on social or in real life, and you always get such a good response. So it's definitely just keep practicing, just reaching out and don't keep it up inside of you. That is really good. And She's not reading our guest minds, but she kind of is because, spoiler alert, more of this will come up in just a second. So I'm really excited today to be sharing my conversation with Chris and Eric Martinez. They're also known as the Dynamic Duo. And they operate a world-class online fitness and lifestyle company, which is known as the Dynamic Duo Training. They're also business coaching and they own the Dynamic Fit Pros. And this is where really they help professionals in fitness build and grow their brands online. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So I'm very excited to bring the show on the road today. And let's hear out from Chris and Eric. Thank you so much, Amy. Here we go. There's a beautiful red light that tells me that we are recording. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good morning from uh, LA. Good morning. Good morning slash afternoon, Chris and Eric. Oh my god, <laughs> this is gonna get so confusing. Um, how is how is the world? How is the morning in LA? How's this morning? How are you feeling? The the morning's good, honestly. I mean, Chris was up a little earlier than me, so I could hear him. So he woke me up, but got some good coffee in. It's kicking in. Um, you know, I'm excited to be on the show and deliver some value here. But yeah, everything's good. Can't complain. Yep, got my morning routine in, so I'm good to go. Amazing. And did you both have, oh, I can see a coffee. You guys cannot see the coffee, but there's a coffee oh, yeah. coming in. <laughs> and guess what? An afternoon coffee is coming my way too. Oh, I, nice. I think we're ready. <laughs> guys, um, I would like to start, obviously, with those introductions, formal introduction right before we click on. Uh, so I want you to tell me something a bit less formal. I would like you to share with me a fun fact. Obviously, there's two of you. So uh, I want to say, but obviously, you're also brothers. So is there anything that came up into your head, a really fun, unknown fact about yourselves? Yeah. Go, go you know what? I, I was thinking about this and I was like, I can go two ways. I can go one way where it's just like, oh, it's a little bit more conservative and stuff like that. But I'm like, nah, you know, for, for Fab's guests, I want to go this route that like what is really kind of like a different that I kind of think about. Um, I, I don't know, Fab, it's weird. I have like a fascination with uh, movies that are like like bank robbers and like uh, cartels. So I really like like, you know, shows like, you know, like Narcos and I like like some of the uh, the movies like um, The Town, Heat, um, which was that on Triple what was it triple nine or something triple nine or something like that but it's like they're all bank robber movies you know and it's like i don't know why i like it it's not like i'm for like bank robberies or i'm not going to do it or anything like that <laughs> but i think it's just because like i'm an entrepreneur and i'm willing to kind of put all the chips on the table and i, and I risk a lot and I, I, I roll the dice so for them i'm just like man like these guys are like risking everything to go like rob a bank and stuff like that you know what i mean i don't know it's weird but you know that's the that's the route i wanted to go like i didn't, I didn't want to go conservative i want to be a little bit weird with this one I'm loving that. Anything else, Eric? <laughs> that, was, that was that was interesting. I was just kind of listening and just like, you know, taking that in. But I like that. I mean, I'd have to agree a little bit on that. But uh, <laughs> I guess for me, yeah, I mean, just I was trying to think. I mean, 
I don't know. There's not too many crazy fun facts about me, but I, I, I'm a huge sports fan. Like growing up, always just really enjoyed sports. Our, our parents got us into sports, soccer, which is probably huge over there for you guys um, in the UK and um, just basketball as well too. So just um, ever since then, just really fell in love with like just watching sports. I just love the the mindset it has, the, the, the mentality it has to the carryover of life and business. So yeah, I think that'd be just like a fun fact. Did you guys play the same sports or loads of sports as well growing up obviously I know that now you are into the fitness industry and sphere but were you more like team sports people were you more like you know other types of sports more what what did you like yeah I mean we played soccer all the way until like I would say maybe like eighth grade here um in the U.S. you know so for probably about like seven eight years and love the team sport of it but then uh, we had this huge love for basketball that took over from basically like eighth grade to senior year so we fell in love with basketball started playing that you know it's just like it was awesome it taught us a lot of stuff about just like team like culture camaraderie working together all that type of stuff and how does how, how, how that team feeling actually kind of roll over into obviously working together as well? I mean, you're called a Absolutely. dynamic duo, so, you know, <laughs> there's something to be said about that. Uh, so you definitely are a duo, but I would say as a team coming together and supporting people together as well, um, what have you, what is one of the big learnings that you can think of? If you had to think on the spot, this is a big thing that we learned. And maybe it's obviously different for both of you or might be the same, but I would love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So it's just basically like to sum it up that you just can't do everything on your own, you know, like even like for being in business for 10 years, like, you know, if it wasn't for like having our teammates that, you know, our subcontractors and helping us out, like with little miscellaneous things to focus on, like what we're really good at our like superhuman powers, then we probably wouldn't be where we're at today. And we probably wouldn't be going where we're trying to go without like the help and the team. So that's probably one of the biggest learning lessons I've learned. It's like same thing in sports. Like you just can't do it all on your own. It's not a one man show. It's a team effort. Yeah. And I would say too, leadership, the leadership aspect of it, right. It's like, you know, if you're going to be a business owner, um, you have to lead, you have to lead people and, you know, again, be out there serving people and, you know, that's where the leadership comes in, like on sports, you know, it's like, you know, think, think about Michael Jordan, for example, right? Like how much of a leader he was that just, he made everyone just even better around him, just their mindset, like push them, you know, 1% better every day, you know, and I would even go the route of coaches, right? Like, you know, in a team sport, if you have a good coach mentor, um, they're going to help bring that together and bring the best out of you, right? So you're going to always want to push yourself even more. So outside eyes, what are you doing wrong, you know, in your business? What are you doing wrong in life? You know, what are you doing wrong in the sport that you're playing? How do you get better? So that's where a sport, I mean, excuse me, a coach or mentor really comes into play just accountability wise. And yeah, there's so many good carryovers to like sports analogies into business and life. And on that note, actually, because I love the element of the coaches, I remember that I read a couple of books. I was um, just, again, for disclaimer, I was talking to Eric the other day. I was talking to Chris the other day. And we about, <laughs> sorry, at the moment, apologies. It's, it's, it's all good. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I was going to say, I was like, is it only me? Oh, God. Um, uh, but it literally was yesterday as well, so it's even worse. But we're ch- chatting for your podcast, for your show as well. And, you know, I, obviously, I was a pre- fitness professional myself. And I remember when I was reading, I read a couple of interesting books about coaches. And then one of the things I realized when I was part of this world, which you are still part of, and the people that you really support every single day, you you almost have to wear the two hats of being the coach, but also being not coach, but also having the element of being the student and constantly grow in order to become better mm-hmm. at supporting your clients. So it's almost kind of like you are in the middle of that chain where if you don't nurture both sides 
something's going to give and probably also going to either get burnt out or really lost. So when it comes to that, I was kind of wondering uh, when you are helping people and thinking about maybe like people that are looking to take the impact that they're making with their one-to-one clients as fitness professionals and they're trying to take it more online and actually like leverage that. What do you find is one of the biggest obstacles, the biggest things that from the get-go? So let's not think about maybe things that come afterwards once you actually get the ball rolling. But at the beginning of that journey of let's take it online, what are some of the big obstacles that come up? Yeah, Yeah. I would say like it was kind of what I was talking to you about (laughs) yesterday, Fab, of just like uh, breaking uh, false belief patterns. You know, just people just have this fear and this little voice in their head of just like the fear of getting started, fear of failure, uh, comparison, uh, you know, imposter syndrome, all that type of stuff, you know. So it's really breaking down those self-living beliefs like layer by layer so this person can really come out of their shell and use their unique gifts and talents to serve the world and make transformations, you know, in, in this context, it's fitness, you know, and it, it's funny because I just actually finished this book right now, um, an audiobook, the Netflix one, it's called, um, this will never work. So it's a really good one. And, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the video game thing. It's called Atari. So they're really big. It rings it's kind of like a, kind of like a Nintendo, but a PlayStation, but they were one of the very first ones like 20 plus years ago. And one of their sayings was, you know, that uh, everybody has a dream when they're taking a shower, but it's the people that take that dream and put it into action in the real world after they're in the shower with that dream that are, is, 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 is the difference. So it's really breaking down those false belief patterns and really just getting started, you know, as easy as it sounds, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Chris on that. I would even say too, take it up like another notch is just the, the money mindset, the scarce mindset that they have, right? And it's, it's huge because everybody wants to do things on their own, you know? And it's just like people, if people just rewired their mindset to understand that it's like, you know, I, I need to, you know, spend money to make money. I'm trying to buy speed. I'm trying to bypass all these mistakes and, you know, even the self-doubt and fear and the fear of failure, right? By hiring like a mentor, a coach, um, really just spending money into your, putting money into your business instead of just being like, oh, like there's so many videos out there. I can just do all this on my own. I can figure it out to where it's just, it's going to get a lot. There's, there's going to be so much confusion. It's going to cause paralysis by overanalysis. I mean, you need, you need help. That's, that's the bottom line. That's where I see people just, especially fitness professionals really just kind of making a huge mistake because we were there, you know, we had the ego um, when we got started to where it's like, we're like, no, nah, we can do this on our own. We don't need people. And it's like, yeah, we, we made a lot of mistakes. So we're trying to save people from those mistakes. So the sooner people can just, you know, get into like understanding that it's like, you're going to have to, you know, make investments on yourself. If you truly believe in, you know, what you're doing, your purpose, your why, then you will make that money back. You can't have that mindset to where it's just, this is an expense this is an expense. It's my, no, the return of investment will come. It will come if you keep pushing the needle forward. Yeah. And just one more thing too, Fab, I think you guys will get a lot of value from was like a really big takeaway from that book that I read too, was like, there's this famous, um, like screenwriter, his name was William Goldman. And he basically said three words and that was basically nobody knows anything. Right. And what he meant by that was like, when he wrote these like Hollywood scripts that nobody knew like what the outcome was going to be. Right. You don't know if it was going to be big, like in the box office, you didn't know if it was going to tank. Right. So it's a kind of the same thing when you get into entrepreneurship, you know, whether it's fitness or it's anything that you're doing, it's like, nobody knows anything. It's just a big gamble. It's a big test, but it's like, you have to scratch that itch you have. And you have to take action on it. And it's kind of like that push and pull of obviously yeah. find something new staying like, you know, going back to the present in a way where you're like, okay, this is where I'm right now. And it's okay to be able to see the future. And I, and I enjoy that. What I love about this is that is obviously that conversation about mindset. And it reminds us that it is, a constant work 
and also sometimes people you might listen and you might be like i was talking actually to one of our members uh, the other day and i was talking about the analogy of the stairs like that you are going to be on one step of that stairs and somebody's going to be you know above you and somebody below you or how you want to put it so remember that in one way you are influencing the other people around you because either they're looking up to you or maybe they can help you with the next step that you need to take so if you're hearing this and you feel like you're definitely down on the scale of mindset you feel even overwhelmed to think about what are your limiting beliefs what are the things that you need to work on that is okay because it took a lot of steps and I can vouch that for myself in order to get to the point where self-awareness hashtag like really cool word but you know because <laughs> it is it's like self-awareness what is that it's just being able to understand your behaviors and patterns and accept them and then try and improve them and better them for ourselves yeah and that's kind of what i really like about what you said is, is that there's a lot of things and if you try and think about the one that really jumps out to you when you're listening to this that might be the first step the first thing that you want to work on because you know that is your biggest block yeah is there Absolutely. any mistake guys that you may obviously everybody makes loads but you were mentioning um mistake eric a second ago so i was wondering is there one big mistake that you can think of maybe even further along in your journey like in the last couple of years or one let's say some, a learning curve that really stands out for you that you think can actually really help other people maybe by not making the same mistake yeah yeah no definitely good question the one that really comes to mind that i, I still kind of get like irritated by is the fact that um you know we we you, you hear this big uh term these days called digital marketing right so it's like hire a digital marketing team and you know obviously it's that's a good thing it's a good move you know for your business if you're trying to scale it and get to the next level because you need again a team that's going to take over uh running paid ads and just you know other stuff that you need for your business that you probably don't have time to do or you're not an expert in right so uh two years ago we hired a team to do this and we spent a little over ten thousand dollars which you know it's, it's a good it's a decent chunk of change. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, the end of the world, so much money, but still, you know, and I think that just, um, we didn't do enough of our homework, um, as entrepreneurs and marketers ourselves, um, before going into this. And I just don't think that they executed the way they promised us, you know what I mean? So again, it's a, it's a learning curve for, for, you know, people that are listening that just, you know, always do your research and just, you know, when people tend to overpromise so much, it's almost kind of like you gotta, there's a, there's got, there's a, there's a little bit of a red flag. You have to kind of just, you know, bring them back to, to being grounded and humble and just be like, okay, like this isn't going to be easy, but it's going to be a team effort and it might not be instant, but we'll get it done. You know? So just, I think that was the biggest one that I just kind of realized was just like, be careful when you're hiring, like, you know, certain digital marketing companies and just when they overpromise. Yeah. I like that too. And I'll add on to that. Cause that's a good one. And you can obviously tell Eric's still sour about it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, this is a good one for your listeners because everybody kind of freaks out like saying, oh, I don't have $10,000. I can't go out there and hire a marketing team. It is, it, it, and it is really crucial to, have, to be able to do that, right? To grow your business. But instead of being like, hey, like, you know, here's $10,000 and then plus like, you know, advertisement spend, you need to just be more creative with like, you know, maybe a profit share or a performance base, right? Let them show you the results instead of forking out $10,000. Yes. So if you guys make $50,000, they helped you. Okay, cool. You know, do a profit share. This way you don't lose lose $10,000 up front, right? And you guys both are win-win, then you guys can do a partnership later. So I wish I would have known that, you know, I just didn't know that. And I didn't have enough experience, you know, to be able to understand that game, you know? So that's something I would say, you know, for your listeners is just think about that. Be creative when it comes to that, you know, don't use the excuse that you don't have like money to be able to do it. 
And that's so important that kind of finding the best fit in where, whichever way that is might be the creativity side. And mm-hmm. on going back on one thing uh, that obviously um, you both mentioned, but you, Eric, definitely mentioned about also doing the research. And it's really interesting because one of the episodes that uh, probably some of the listeners that I've listened to, because it came out a couple of uh, months ago, is from um, Brandon Kane, who is also known for writing a couple of books, including 4 million followers. And what we were talking about, is that as marketers, both him and myself, we're just realizing that the reason why we consider ourselves marketers is because not just of the experience, but because we're constantly learning and wanting to understand. So even when people are maybe not feeling like they want to jump into the world of marketing themselves, because it's not necessarily that world, being able to understand and be able to have that confidence to understand what the performance is, what the expectations are, means that whether you want to do it yourself, whether you want to hire somebody else, at least you understand what's going on and at least you're able to see how you want to invest that money and that time. But if you don't do that, then it's really hard because you're going with an idea of not knowing what to expect, not knowing what you should be looking for. And that is when you feel really powerless. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. And and I think that just like if more entrepreneurs understood really like the the game that they're really playing, if they're really trying to get into this and and what marketing really is, right. It's a huge science experiment. That's it's everyone thinks it's black and white, but it's like a huge grayscale. And one of my mentors, uh, Alex Mayer of MentorBox uh, once said that, you know, look at marketing as like you're driving this, this vehicle and this big engine and that you're going down this straight line and it's going to break down. The engine's going to break down at times, but you have to understand how to get under the hood and fix the problems that are going on. Is it the ad creative? Is it the copy? Is it the headlines? Is it the video? Is it the picture? I mean, the retargeting, there's so many different variables into marketing, you know, to where it's like, you just really can't pinpoint it. And that's where people get frustrated. They, they just give up and they're like, oh man, screw this. It's just, it's the, it's the target audience or it's just, uh, it's, it's social media. And then they just, they do the blame game. So I think if people just understood what marketing really is and how it's a never ending game um, and you just have to have fun with it. Yeah, that's good. So what would you say in your opinion is one thing that people can do to really connect better and much more effectively with their audiences, especially online? Yeah, I would say, um, kind of answer this, like it's share, share your story, like share your life story, because that's going to buy people just to like really relate to you. For example, like our story is like, we lost our father, you know, at 17, you know, three days before Christmas in, in senior year of high school. Right. And we went down a dark path for six years. We call it that we went, went through hell and back, you know, so we're not afraid to share that story because we know that people are going through that or worse and they can totally relate with that. And I kid you not, like, I, I remember I said like, um, in an Instagram story or Instagram TV that I got my first time I got arrested and literally two days later, you know, two people inquired about our services and they said that literally I want to work with you guys because you guys were so vulnerable to share your story and out there. And it really touched me because that person went to prison, you know? So it's just like, it's, there's so much power in sharing your story out there, you know, because it really is like your true unique gift that nobody can really replicate, you know? So I would say like, that's the best way you're going to kind of just like really relate with like, you know, your, your potential clients and even with like your actual current clients, if you just be vulnerable and just open up and just take a general interest and share your story with them. Is that anything that you see or any clients or people that you helped that you see are really good at actually creating a feeling of community with their current clients and the people that they help? Yeah. 
I would say that like the best way to do that too is like, you know, since we're in this like digital era is, you know, Facebook groups uh, work really well with that to kind of bring that community aspect. But it's also to you as the leader, if you're the coach, you know, it's like, you gotta, you can't be afraid to get like on zoom and get uncomfortable and like lead like a group style fashion, or even if it's like a one-to-one type of like call with your clients, you know, because that's, what's going to really like buy that trust. And it's going to let them kind of break down like those layers with you. And once they break down those layers with you and they can really empathize with you and they can relate with you and their stories and their struggles and their normal day-to-day shit that like they deal with and you deal with. I mean, man, the trust is built there and you have like a a client for like basically long-term going forward, you know? Yeah. And just really quick to add to that, I think just like uh, more coaches uh, just need to understand that the art of coaching, people are buying coaches, not coaching. So they're buying you, right? They, they trust you. There's a reason why they, they want to like work with you. And I think too, the client too needs to understand too, that's like the coach isn't perfect. You know, the coach might have this amazing blueprint, but this person is human as well. He's dealing, he's battling every day with certain things and maybe he's not bringing that to work, which he probably, he shouldn't, but still, you know, I think that the clients need to kind of like be on the same uh, playing field. And even though you're paying this coach, but He's not going to be perfect. And I think too many people, too many clients in the past I've seen just like with other coaches have these high expectations to where, you know, it's just like everyone's got something going on and, you know, everyone's doing the best they can and that's they're, they're coaching you and they're leading you. That's very important. And it's that comes back to the element of vulnerability and that kind of yeah. honesty that becomes easy to do because you actually accept it for yourself and for your clients and there's something to be said about the amount of like again in my short-lived PT experience the amount of people that would maybe come and they were doing squats and then at some point they would just start like you know you start having a rant about uh, the school run or maybe your co-worker because some of these moments or that time you can actually spend with somebody who's not necessarily your family or your friends. You can actually let go of yourself and just leave the world behind and just be able to be open. So I understand that. And I understand that that kind of becomes that kind of almost currency and that relationship building and trust, which I think, as you said, is key, especially for longevity, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 That's how you, that's how you retain lifetime valuable customers. Oh yes. Retention. Retention. I'm going to go to retention. Eric and I are on the same wavelengths. I love that. Retention. But yeah, I was going to ask you actually, um, retention. And again, when you think about retention, you think about obviously referrals and you think about social proof and I'm going to challenge you a bit. So social proof, people might think progress or like, you know, physical progress or like before and after, or, you know, that, that cut and dry sort of thing that you see. Can you think of any other creative ways or any other like interesting ways that you can bring social proof, especially in an online world as a fitness professional, that might be going beyond that sort of like before and after stereotype that sometimes we had of what we see online? Yeah, that's a great, great question, Fab. Um, honestly, I mean, I think just whew, that's it's tricky with the online one. So I would say, you know, if you're, if you, if video is always going to be king, right? Like kind of doing like a, a case study of like, where was this person at before they worked with you? What were some of the pain points they dealt with? You know, how was life after all that stuff? And then, you know, before and after pictures are great. Written testimonials work. Um, 
but whew. I think to yeah, also was, to add to that, I think screenshots these days yeah. have gotten really popular, you know, and that's what people want to see for some reason. Cause like everybody's on like Facebook or Instagram. So when somebody, instead of like sitting there writing like a blurb that like somebody like quoted for like a paragraph and they have their name under, I think that's kind of like talk is cheap. You know what I mean? And it's like, I would believe more and my trust would be built more if somebody showed me screenshots, right. If somebody like talking about it on Facebook or Instagram and if they got like a result or if they just like replied back or they're so excited that they were sharing it out there, like on Instagram. Facebook. So I would say like, you know, screenshots are something that's kind of like really, really kind of like powerful these days. I've seen a lot of, okay, I got something that just came to mind. That's really good too. <laughs> so the screenshots thing, right. Too in, in pictures, but like I, what we've, what we've done recently, like on our landing pages and websites have added a section that says why trust us. And it's like literally like maybe 30 to 50 different screenshots of like, like, like people enjoying our podcast, like, you know, uh, our book, just um, us, th- them working with us, like them, you know, signing up clients, you know, just giving us like a, a good compliment, like, hey, you guys are amazing guys. I love your energy. You know, you guys are very trustworthy. So a whole compilation of just like, you know, that mixed together under why trust us, like a big headline, very, very catchy and appealing too, because then the person that's going down that that page, they're like, holy crap, like, these guys, there's nothing but good things to say about these guys. So where it's like, you know, psychologically, they're going to be like, okay, like I should trust these guys too. Like, you know, why, why am I going to go trust this other guy that doesn't have any damn social proof or anything? Yeah. Even if it's a screenshot says these guys have massive eyebrows, but you guys inspired me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know what? A good laugh goes a long way. That's what I say. So yeah, yeah, I I get that. And to be honest, um, I love, the idea of that simplicity and I, I've seen it myself to be honest. So yeah. I'll, I'll take you up on that. It's just because obviously you can see in different scenarios and you feel like it comes less by you having to ask somebody exactly. to provide you for some, for something, even if again, nothing wrong. Like we have loads of old testimonials from our members because we ask them like, you know, what do you like about it? And if it's good, we keep it. But those little things that happen in the moment, those little kudos make a massive difference. So I agree. Yes. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right on. I knew I, th- I knew I, I knew I had something. <laughs> then it just came back. Yeah. See? I was like, See? damn, she got me on this question, but no, I was like, okay, give me a second. <laughs> That's my job. That's my job. Guys. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going from one hard question to my last question, which is the hardest. Ooh. Oh yes. Um, yes. So this is the question that I ask everyone. So get ready for this. All right. All right. Deep so, breath. Deep breath. If you were to go to brunch, because hashtag London, hashtag hipster, if you were to choose to go to brunch with anyone, anyone dead or alive, who would this person be? Dang, that's good. I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've always wanted to meet him. I've always wanted to interview him. Um, I don't know. Like he's had a big impact on me just like growing up with just everything he's done. His story is amazing. Like if you guys haven't read it or uh, his book, uh, Total Recall, like his, his, his biography, Oh man, it's so great. So he's got a really good story. Um, so I would say it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would definitely, I'm going to go a different direction. I'll say uh, my father that passed away because the reason why is That's because I think he left at way too young of an age and we were 17 years old to where I didn't, 
I didn't appreciate like the work ethic that he put into everything and like what he brought to the table as like a mentor, a husband, father, all that stuff. You take it for granted when you're young, right? Cause you don't really like appreciate that stuff. So for me, it would definitely be him just because, you know, now that I'm older, I'm wiser. I would love to have like a conversation and pick his brain about certain things. I'd love to have just a beer with a guy and just watch like a sporting event and just, there's so many things that, yeah. you know, that I, I didn't get a chance to do with him. So absolutely. I would say uh, my father. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love both of that. Thank you so much guys for sharing. Yeah. And now thank you so much for being here as well, obviously, uh, for going through my grueling questions. I massively appreciated that. <laughs> now, if anybody else wants to get to know a bit more about you guys and what you're up to, where should they go next? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Instagram's usually a hot spot. Um, so Chris and Eric Martinez there, uh, our podcast, Live a Dynamic Lifestyle. Um, and then if you guys, yeah, if, if there's any PTs, like personal trainers, aspiring fitness professionals listening, um, go check out our book, you know, $10 book. There's a ton of value in there that just one little uh, thing might change the game for you. So you can go to rise of the to get that or Amazon. And then, uh, yeah, check us, check us out on just uh, dynamicfitpros.com and a lot of good content there, a lot of good testimonials and just a lot of, uh, him talking. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much, Fab, for having us on there. Like I interviewed you yesterday. It was great. So I can't wait to put that out. And just thank you so much for having us on yeah. your podcast and be able to share like our wisdom and experience yeah. like, with your listeners. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.